Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I think he is blissfully dumb I, <laughs> I think he is i think he has a certain like slytherin-esque sort of cunning where he he's definitely like, slytherin yes obviously. obviously but the sorting hat took a second because it was like maybe <laughs> welcome to here to make friends a huff post podcast about the bachelor franchise where we lovingly snark on the bachelor and bachelor adjacent shows Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. I love the stench of competition in the morning. There's never more of a competition odor in the air than the morning after The Bachelorette kicks off. And cologne, of course, a lot of cologne. Yeah, I had to like simulate it in my apartment with different kinds of scented candles. Becca's season has finally begun, and we got to meet her 28 suitors, not just in their weird photos, but on our TV screens. And they always, you know, generally look a lot better out of the weird stock photos. So we met, you know, a a pensive gentleman, that's his brand. (laughs) We met a chicken, a closet nerd, two man buns. There's just so much to talk about, and we're going to talk about every single one of them, uh... With brevity, Nick, don't yes. worry. With one of our very favorite guests, Allison Williams. Hi! Yay. I'm so excited. She's to be back, back in New York. Yay. I'm back. It felt like a weird nightmare to be all the way across the country and then in another country in Vancouver for the end of RE season. And we were very connected via email, but yeah. it wasn't the it's same. Not it's the not same. the same because you're on the West Coast feed. It's yeah. just. But it's luckily, cruel. this season is very much also about last season. So <laughs> yeah. yes. it feels like we're also doing last season right yeah. now. I have to say, I'm time. pretty on board with Becca. This was a good first showing. Very on board with Becca. Very on board with the boys. And I'm going to call them boys because they are, <laughs> I think the average age is 17. Yeah. They're so young. so young. I found myself feeling weird. I still think I'm the child in any situation. Same. <laughs> and I am but leagues no. older than some of these guys. There was like yeah. one 31-year-old, too. Two 31-year-olds. It's a real... Like, if it were a group of girls, we'd be like, come on, Bachelor. Like, I guess this is... Is this feminism? I think it might be feminism. Feminism Feminism is now a 28-year-old woman marrying a 25-year-old man, and I fully support that. That's what this is. But I do find it... Like, basically, if anyone was born in 1990 or after, I don't think they're old enough to date. (laughs) I know. They need (laughs) their parents' permission. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's that's when my younger brother was born. And yes, he is engaged to get married now and is an 
adult, but it just feels <laughs> wrong. Oh, yeah. My, anyone that's around my little brother's age, who I also call my little brother, but who is um, like an adult male with a job. and Same. Yeah. I also have a little brother who is day. an adult man with and a I job call him and my a little long-term brother. girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend, but still, the whole thing. it's... I call yeah. him my little brother. He's like literally a foot taller than yep. me. Ditto. Oh, yeah. same. On television, full sportscaster. <laughs> <laughs> He's my tiny baby Just little brother. Just a little. Every time I see him, my brain expects him to be about two and a half feet tall, and then it extends. Yeah. I have like a ratatouille moment. But then I, but I'm like, but you were born in the nineties. Yeah. Yes, and then I true. realize that you know there are a lot of people on my television screens who were yeah. born in like 1997, and then it's you know it's a spiral. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the episode starts in a really dark place. So dark. There's a lot of genre mixing going on the past couple of seasons. It felt like I was watching a horror movie trailer. Like I went to the theater to go see a rom-com and I'm like buckled in. And then it's preview time and it's like silence, tense violin music. A woman crying in the distance. Weeping. Weeping. I did not expect this. Polaroids. We got to see the breakup all over again. They needed to really remind us. Remember Becca? She got real fucked over. As if we had forgotten. Like, <laughs> I know this it's is scarred into insane. my memory. Although I will say, so I was watching it. My husband didn't watch the last season for reasons I can't understand and really threatened our marriage, but he is back <laughs> on board. And um, he was watching the episode and he was like, wait, what did he do? And so it was interesting, the use case for that intro okay, package. Okay. Right. I get it To now. me, the biggest headline was the ribbon trapeze activity she was engaged in. Yes. What? She does aerial yoga. Okay, like the, aerials I knew there was the a name silks, for it. But she specifically does yoga with it. I also like looked back in her Instagram. She's been doing it for a while, apparently. It it's is not so just a quirky elegant. thing she did for the camera. It's really in fun. Her situation. I have, I have yeah. taken. I have taken a couple of those classes. Really? Yes. And it's not as hard as it looks, but you look really cool when you're doing it. I was like, she's. Maybe an Olympian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she looks, looks particularly like graceful. <laughs> it was, that to me was the biggest headline. And but to be fair, I had witnessed the heartbreak and the, the betrayals of Ari of last season. So and it's like she went through that and she also flies around in ribbons. What a comeback. I mean, my it's goodness, incredible. to not even have your feet on the ground anymore. She's, a, <laughs> she's literally above us now. <laughs> I mean, my exercise routine is sometimes before I take a shower, I do some push-ups against the sink. Oh, that's good. At like a, that's innovative. At like a 45 degree angle. So just to pump yourself up for the shower. Yeah, I'm like, this is my arms are going to be toned so <laughs> soon. It's going to be amazing. So um, I respect that she has a, a more interesting. Yes. And effective way of exercising. Well, Clara, let's do the okay. damn thing. Oh, oh, God. No, 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 I can't. <laughs> I, I saw, I think Rob Mills tweeted, like, if you do a drinking game where you drink every time you hear that phrase, you're going to be very sober this season. It was a lie. Not the first episode. We heard no. it. No. I, I do think that's going to be the end of it, though. I, I hope, hope so. so. I have been saying for years, and I will say it again, that the best drinking game, if the aim is to get drunk, is if every time someone says nervous and excited, which last night there, <laughs> Becca herself did it twice, a bunch of them do it. The first night is always the biggest culprit because apparently there are no synonyms. But I am telling you on this show, it is the number one people thing people say. And that if you start so listening sense. for it, I'm nervous, but I'm also excited. I'm really excited, but I'm also a little bit nervous. Because she's <laughs> not, stakes are really high. She's not amazing yet. I am telling so, you, yeah. amazing 
is fine. Like amazing can be other people's <laughs> thing. Our my obsession, I say R because I'm including my husband, is nervous and excited as a duo. Just start listening for it this season. Now I'm not gonna be able to unhear it. It yeah. is I started taking notes about every time someone said it. She said it in the first two blocks of the show, and then I, st- I lost count. I mean, it's anyway. always those little things that are just so normal to say that suddenly when you're watching them on TV a million times, you're like, why does everyone always say that they think this is amazing? Why do they always say that they're excited? It's very true. And the other thing that drives me crazy is that um, because a lot of the things that people say on the show are answers to producers questions their intonation is super weird so they'll be like i am falling in love and i am starting to get really close to her and i'm like that is not how you would say that in a human voice you'd say i'm falling in love with her i'm starting to get really close to her but it's because they're saying are you falling in love with her yeah i I am falling in love with her i do think my husband is in this exactly (laughs) exactly Um, sorry, just nitpicking things. So we got a really charming scene where Caitlin, JoJo, and Rachel come back to sage the mansion. I just want to say, first of all, that Becca arrives to the mansion for this meeting in a little convertible. She's driving along the cliffs. She gets out. She is wearing, like, six-inch stilettos. Okay, she was also wearing a leather jacket with, with embroidered paint. roses. Oh, I thought it was paint it. splatter. I would just like to say... <laughs> I was like, she is, she's got it all. She's painting up in the air in ribbons. <laughs> she's the artsy one. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she's she a, she's hand a embroidered this jacket while she was in her depression spiral post art. Maybe she did. I just want to say most people can't drive a convertible in stilettos. It or just, have their hair intact without an old-timey scarf. This all seems like a huge setup to me. Like, I'm just throwing Wait, it out. what? This what? isn't authentic? I don't think that she was driving that convertible in the same Excuse scene. me, Claire? Wow. Next, you're <laughs> wow. going to say Sage doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I would never say that. What did, what did uh, Caitlin say? It's a doobie. Light up the doobie. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Caitlin. Caitlin is the one that I would think would be into saging of those three women. So it's JoJo, Caitlin, and Rachel, the last three bachelorettes, who are all, as they point out, still with... Their first impression. Yeah, wait a second. Guys. We need who was the guy who came on the podcast to do all the stats with you guys? Walter. Was it people from, from 538? Yeah. You need to have them. That felt so statistically significant to me. The fact that they were all, first of all, their point about women's intuition and their judgment. <laughs> Second of true. all, the fact that they had their first kiss and first impression roads to their roses to their now fiancés or husbands feels significant. Yeah. It's been, yeah, I think. Did he it mention does. that? I think it. I think, I think that the first a... impression rose um, has a huge correlation with making it to the final four, but and it's very. It's more recently that it's been. I think such a direct I think line. they did note that like it's a stronger tell for the women than for the men. Like the first yeah, impression rose for that. the men doesn't. I would believe tend that to too. Based on no, I don't need data for that. Exactly. Like, that it's that. my women's intuition also, that understands it. it. Exactly. It also pointed out something else to me that feels significant, which is that. It means the women know almost instantly who they're going to be with. And then they, again, this is something I talk about all the time, they transition into being actors for the rest of the season because they know who they're going to marry even more than the guys who might just allow themselves to have a little more fun and split their heart in a million pieces. But the women, that's, like, strenuous to me. I wish there was an equivalent of, like, 
tapping out, of being like, you know what? I know who I'm going to marry. I can't make out with a couple people who I feel like are my friends at this point. They didn't set it all up so that she could tap out on night I one. I know. I know. But I'm I sorry I'm looking it out is for true. her emotional <laughs> The well-being. women are more likely to send, like, the runner-up home before a proposal day and stuff like that. Like, they reach a point where they're allowed to kind of, like— have their decision made. Have their decision made. Yeah. Men never. Men are always like, I woke up that morning and I genuinely didn't know. And then I, I was like, I guess it. Becca. <laughs> I literally had thought crazy about it. To me. As we learned from that profile, that GQ profile oh, of Ari, God. he actually had basically made his decision up to the moment, oh, and then chose I, wrong. So. Yeah. Uh. I mean, it's just what it makes me think about how, like, when I'm when I was dating, like, I would meet a guy and immediately be like. No, like he's great, yeah. but like no. And then apparently guys are out th- all out there being like, is this the most attractive woman I can get? Or will I realize that another woman is the most attractive woman I can get? I need all the time available it to find the most attractive such a woman. a different calculation. Because or I had ordering the same at thought. a restaurant. Yeah. Like just so stressful. So much time. It's like, I, oh, down to the minute. Ari is like, I'll get the grilled cheese. And then the waiter walks away and he's like, oh, shit, I really messed that <laughs> yeah. up. I didn't want grilled cheese. I wanted. I just a wanted a plain roll with nothing. <laughs> yeah, I wanted white bread. Could that be an analogy? <laughs> no, no, not at all. It means nothing. It's not an allusion to anything. Yeah, it's not an analogy, okay. Allison. English major. It's an illusion. <laughs> Thank you. So let's get into these intro packages. Yes, we got first meet Clay Harbor. He's an NFL player. Probably He's the been playing most, for nine years. Most successful of the athletes, and there are many athletes on this season. Yes, that's true. Um, he says he doesn't fit into the NFL stereotype, and I would agree with that. He yeah. doesn't seem like a player. He doesn't seem aggro. He seems he doesn't nerdy. seem to have much of a personality. Not no. really. He seems yeah. very sweet. Very. That's sweet. what I wrote down. So earnest. Um, and the fact that he had her play with Clay was actually very smart for just like <laughs> word association name recognition wise. Although she proved to remember his name. Um, I thought Catch Me Inside was funny. A little late. Yeah. Like, his like comic a year and a half. That late. actually, I think, tracks with everything else we know about his personality, yeah. though. He's just, like, just a little slow on that. But the... he seems really sweet. And you know what? Distinguishing yourself among your peers for all of these reasons will be a successful formula for him. With a, I'm very confident that he will find someone. I'm also confident it's not Becca. I agree yeah. on both counts. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have uh, Garrett, which... My notes on Garrett are such an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> the Chris yes. Farley impression. I my, just my, the first thing I, I wrote was oh boy, and then um, by the end I say <laughs> they seem to have good chemistry. First impression rose, and then I have a whole thing about the first impression rose. I actually he's playing it if it's a he's playing it perfectly. He's so sweet to her. I I don't know how I, I feel. I think they yeah. have a genuine <laughs> chemistry. He is. The Chris Farley impression does not do it for me at all. It, no. it just it's the opposite of doing it for me. Yes. It's just um it's not a it's not an attractive impression to do. No. It's, no. It's like a very like Although I will like, say that that is kind of a point in his favor. His whole thing is like everything can be light and fun and in the beginning of a relationship, sure. And also being willing to do an unattractive impression, I would say is an, that to me is like attractive in and of itself. If you <laughs> have an initial spark, then I yeah. think it, yes, it could really work true. in his favor. And obviously they do. And she loved the minivan thing. Yes. I don't know if we should get into well <laughs> stuff about him now or 
later. Uh, Ladies. Let's save it. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll get into him later. Jordan uh, is Jordan. a model. Jordan oh is a God. gift. Is Jordan a model? The, is from he a model? the TV gods. What yes. does Jordan do? He, he's a pensive, he's a pensive gentleman. gentleman. Actually, okay. So about <laughs> pensive gentleman, I thought that was very funny and self-aware because it was like saying, you know, my if I'm talking about myself, my thing is like a uh, innocent white girl who proves to be not, you know, an evil white supremacist by the end of the movie. <laughs> His thing is pensive gentleman. That, that was endearing to me, and that was the end of what was endearing to me about All him. All I could think about when he said that was that scene uh, from 10 Things I Hate About You where Andrew Keegan is, like, showing the two model photos, and he's in a white T-shirt in one and a black T-shirt in the other, and he's just like... Yes, I, you can't yeah. see me posing She's for people listening it now. It's, but it's the same look in both photos. And he's like, this is more of a catalog look. Yeah. And this is more like underwear. I mean, but he really has some great quotes. Like the shoes are the heartbeat of a gentleman. Yeah. I mean, is that like a new slogan for a he, shoe company? He wears like really like tap, tap bottom tap shoes. shoes. They're not actual tap shoes, but I guess they are designed to to tap loudly and he's like she's gonna hear that tapping like my the shoes are gonna sound like high heels going down the hallway <laughs> mm, he's so sexy. eminently hateable but in the most delightful way also, like I am excited to have him on my TV screen also didn't seem to talk to her which I love yeah. he's just fully committing to the like villain edit he's like he's I'm like, just gonna be the person she hears tap tap tapping around in the background yeah. like the telltale heart and she's gonna feel drawn to that there's so many things one of my other favorite moments was that when he came out of the limo he's since he's the most self aware <laughs> and presentational person he took like seven minutes to button his jacket and didn't even address her or acknowledge her until he felt like he was catwalk ready and she was like hello and he was like still buttoning he put a lot of time into picking out that gray suit I don't oh, know if you're aware uh, shark skin yeah. also by the Sharks, way I, I don't learned, think he knows know that that, I learned a is that, that a thing that is not what a shark skin suit is I'm okay. just gonna throw that out there a gray suit is not a shark skin suit it's a kind of fabric weave where it like it it looks different colors from different angles. Okay, I like, did not know that. I'm Seafoam learning so much. Handkerchief. I mean, and also, you know, I do think it's fun because, like, the girls, I would say at this point, the guys and the girls talk about presentation and appearance as equally, which I think is cool. Yeah, and yeah. I actually, the show is sort of making fun of him for talking about men's fashion, and I think that's actually... A bummer because I think it's fun to watch guys talk about fashion. I'm a little torn on this. Here's topic. my thing about Jordan. It's not that he talks about fashion. Oh, the, that he was right. like critiquing. I meant the show's commentary on it. Sure. I think the problem with Jordan talking about fashion is that he's not as good at it as he thinks he is. <laughs> oh, so definitely. it's weird to draw that much attention to like, and also like, I always find this weird with the models. Jordan and Trent are models. I found them to be among the less physically attractive men present. And it's weird to, like, have that be your brand and come in and be surrounded by these handsome guys who have other stuff going on and be like, my only thing is I'm handsome. Not even the most handsome one here. Well, like we saw in the preview, he was like, my business is attached to my body. <laughs> His professionality. professionality. Which is, you know. You come at my face. Yeah. You want to take that away from me? Yeah, that is my moneymaker. I'm so excited about Jordan. I was just giddy watching We're going to be, I can't wait. I'm going to crystallize what you just said in Amber because in about <laughs> two know, weeks, you I are going to be begging for him to go home. Right. No. He's going to stay on the perfect amount of time. No, right? he'll when he, stay on one, episode, little, too one long. episode too long as I they think all do. Jordan is just intelligent enough or he's getting fed tons of lines and he's working them in really seamlessly. I don't think you can be super dumb and have so many great lines. I think he is blissfully dumb. 
I, I think he is. I think he has a certain like Slytherin-esque sort of cunning where he He's like, definitely Slytherin. Yes, obviously. obviously. But the sorting hat took a second because it was like maybe Hufflepuff. <laughs> no, uh, he, no, 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 like, have to be kind to yeah. be Hufflepuff. <laughs> well, he has the face of a kind, pensive gentleman. So you thought maybe he could maybe have a glass of scotch and a book in his hand, or he could be giving a flower to a lady. Yeah, exactly. The other thing I loved was in his intro package when he talked about sitting on the couch eating a tub of chocolates. I was like, says a person who's never eaten chocolate. T- what is a tub of chocolate? It feels like a bag That's, of sand. Yeah, that is not that how is, chocolate is packaged. Exactly. Sir. It's like someone talking about losing, having sex who's never lost their virginity. Someone who talks about eating chocolates and watching a rom-com who's never eaten chocolate. And it's like, like a big old tub and you stick your hand and get a big handful of chocolate That's and just rub it on your tongue. Is there a stereotype that models hate chocolate and chick flicks? Well, I think the stereotype is that models men. only eat cotton balls and men only men hate watch chick flicks. action okay. I Sure. That okay. was the stereotype I, he was working sure. against. But I think, oh God, I don't know. I, I It's very complicated. I can't imagine being a male model in this universe for exactly the reason you pointed out. Not that all models of all genders aren't the most, they're not always the most like 10 out of 10 everything is perfect about your face. Sometimes it's the people who have unusual faces that are more interesting. To me, what's interesting is that he is supposed to be perfect looking. He's supposed to be like a completely unobjectionable looking white male American face with blonde hair and sea spray or salt spray. Sea salt. Sea salt. Sea salt. Salt spray. Is that for his hair? I he would pointed to his hair. I can only assume so because I don't know what else you he would use. He doesn't really have beachy hair, yeah. so I don't get it. I don't it. know. He has to use it year-round. That's all I know. It's just every, every and the week. tan. His tan didn't really hit me until he up. hugged Becca. I was like, wow, you are so tan. <laughs> anyway, so much more to be discussed about Jordan. Again, I just want to say his outfit, like there were some interesting looks. He looked very staid. Like, he looked like he should be going to Easter Mass. It was also a big tie knot, and that is a choice, but I was not into his outfit. There were better dressed men there. I agree. I did think his idea about, like, decorum or the the occasion, I agree with, like, you know, wear a suit and suit pants and and a tie and socks. Well, that's a big controversy. (laughs) That is, like, a generational divide in my household between my dad and my little brother. My dad cannot believe that occasion—well, brown shoes— to start, brown suit shoes is like a new phenomenon. Oh, but yeah. Like, yes. And then also the sock or no sock debate is a big one, too. So these are just GQ Wow, we need, yeah, we need a deep dive I'm on pro this. I'm pro-sock-free. I think it's a sleek, youthful look. Interesting. I, I don't really it. have strong feelings either way. I also supported say. all the unusual jacket choices. I like too. Me too. Like pleather bits or whatever. I support it. I was it. into those. I Lakes, very intense, like red. Yeah, yeah. I love that red. Jordan thought he was going to stand up for wearing gray, <laughs> and Blake was Blake and Ryan. R- Ryan wore like a floral one, right? Ryan, ba- Ryan banjo guy who did not get enough love. No, yeah, he had a very interesting jacket. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Then we get Lincoln. Lincoln, who talks about coming to the U.S. from Nigeria, has a very sexy accent, beautiful accent. Um, he's doing a lot of ab work. He yeah. is in the outdoors. Um, very strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is very strong and has a beautiful accent. And it seems like he's going to be really nice. a shitster later, so, yeah. later on. Yeah. Yes. Um, next we meet Joe, who has a grocery store. He has Justice the broadest Chicago accent. <laughs> another, he's I will forget say, about it accent. another emotional roller coaster for me with Joe. He came out too strong out of the gates. I was like, I can't. He couldn't even wink properly, and he did it twice. <laughs> he has a malfunctioning <laughs> wink. But 
I like when him. he was talking to her about watermelons and all that stuff. I fully was in. To, I I'm got into totally Joe. pulled into Joe. All right, here's my thing. People are so into Joe that it soured me on Joe. I'm like, he's what do you fine. Mean people? I've been hearing it on on like I heard after Buzz was obsessed with him. I listened this morning. I, Twitter was very. I like, just thought bring he deserved Joe. more than one episode. I mean, maybe he's terrible, nah. but. If she's I not into I it, thought he was then sweet. she's not into it. I said I like his smile. He has squinty eyes. He has, like, that squinty smile eye thing, and I love that. And I just really, I don't know. He's he a contender for me over. random dude who ends up on Paradise, I, I would think. love if he would end up on Paradise. Yeah. We need, I need that accent. I would that love to see him feeds me. talk about literally anything other than fruit. That was all we got from also, Joe. Well, poor Joe, like, blocked out on what his opening line was going to be. I know. He was that really would, I, I think that's where I softened To the on point him. that she said, you look nice. And he said, like... Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> I was like, dude, just say... You look beautiful. Like, come that, on. I think that's when I like. That's when I really fell for him. Me too. too. Because that like bravado of walking through. I mean, a man in his own grocery store is like a man of confidence. And then, <laughs> then talking about, I assume it's the first I've seen. But then you know, forgetting his line and then talking about how he started out by just wholesaling watermelons was just really. He's just anyway. I'm bummed. also. I think his he is one of two contestants who come from a grocery store ownership background. Yes. His family was in groceries. Ch- chicken suit guy. Chicken also. suit guy. Also, but chicken suit Who's guy. Who's a VC now? His grocery stores must have been really oh, successful. His, his, his parents <laughs> own gross big grocery stores in Jersey. Yeah, we were gonna yeah. get to that. Yeah, there yeah some, we'll uh, get we'll get there because we also have one of our yeah. yeah. And Josh. now Jean Blanc, okay. the colonnaisseur. He was very beautiful. Very beautiful. Also said he's not from a shithole, which I appreciated. They bleeped it out. But isn't that what he said? Because he's from Haiti. Oh, my God. Oh, I miss that. Yeah. I I'm from not. Haiti. It is not a shithole. Oh. It wasn't oh, on his wait, face, but I think that's what he said. I somehow missed that. Yeah. It was in his fantastic. intro package. Little it was political in VO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was busy I know, there was a counting lot his colognes. Well, 1,200 bottles. It was, it was a lot. A $1,200 lot. bottle. It is she a did say, wow, he smells amazing. I think is, she was prompted. Is that... Uh, I think they were like, does he smell good? And she was like... Yeah, he's. Or was she just overwhelmed by the? Well, here's what I need to know about his cologne: is like, is it the kind of? Is he such a connoisseur that he knows how much to wear? Because that's really the biggest difference. If it's a hint and you don't leave a hug smelling like him for the rest of the day, success. If it's like a smell that you're like, oh, I want to. What are you wearing? I want to be around that smell. That's great. Um, I thought I spoke French, but I do not speak Haitian French. I didn't understand a word he said, but I thought that was really. I'm also a big believer in uh, pheromones, much like Jordan. And if if you are masking your pheromones with cologne, how am I supposed to know whether I'm drawn to your natural musk? The fantasy suite. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long time to leave it. I Um, think I don't know. He just was smooth in a way that I appreciated. Like the he gave her the gift inside of the poem engraved on a candle, which was to me the best version of a poem on The Bachelor. Agreed. Is that I, I was into him despite the fact that he like did the poem thing, had a bunch of cologne, not qualities that I would normally be like. Me too. Yes, I, I am into this. I feel, but like I was into him. I'm disagreeing on everything. A, an engraved poem from someone I don't know on a candle is like a wedding favor that has like, like a a big goblet that has the couple's name and date well, engraved on it. I don't need that. I'm not going to keep thing. it. This is what's really smart about the candle. It's the lid. What do you need in a candle? The candle. You can so throw out the I lid. I throw out the lid. Yeah, and you've got a beautiful candle that I'm sure <laughs> smells great if she doesn't end right, up with him. He knows sense. 
Exactly. I thought it was a very smart move, mm. personally. Well, of all he, the little gifts that someone could give you on that first meeting, a candle is one you'll at least use. Yeah, she's in a house that isn't hers. I she want can, food. Give me food. <laughs> like and now? I eat it Do you want to store like some food? Uh, Markel, who brought the black and white cookies. That was that actually was the best. And Lincoln um, brought birthday cake. Yeah, Lincoln brought cake. Oh, I did like that. Okay, so then Colton, Colton Underwood, Another football player, though not as successful as Clay. No, he got but twenty six. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's give him a second. Um, no, I think yeah, that, he, yeah, got he got yeah, injured. I think he was on practice squads. I don't know. I'm not a football person. Uh, he he now has started a cystic fibrosis charity. Yes, which, which is, was very and he's clearly. Sweet. I am obsessed with the work that I do with Horizons, and so I can see what in someone else when they are obsessed with it and really mostly want to talk about that. And it was very endearing to me, the, the amount that he wanted to talk about cystic fibrosis and the vest that he gives to families. And It was all yeah. very compelling and sweet. I worry that he's too me good too. to be true. As But he has a black you know. lab that he loves. Which Named is, Sniper. I, which it, oh, I have oh. issues. Okay. Oh, wow. That. I didn't realize that was the he dog's He is also name. named after after a gun so like i mean maybe oh. not but colt colt is that what uh, i'm thinking of yeah cold. Nah, i don't me. know um but it, it, was, it was definitely a very sweet intro package where i was like hmm what what's gonna be wrong with you down the line but and for we, now he was incredibly sweet and we and, know he's ali raisman's ex yes and he yes. dated ali raisman um, and presumably did not didn't have sex sleep with her, her. As we learn. I would love it, but we get a teaser that Colton is maybe lying about being a virgin. And I just love the idea that we might have progressed to the point as a society where men might lie about being virgins. It is. Because they think there's some sort of social capital. It's a real real role reversal there. It's fascinating. Also on television, it's just the weirdest choice. It's easily disprovable. That's what I mean. Why would you lie on national TV about being a virgin? This is like like a smart calculation. All these um, old like dramas about the crime like back in history and all people did was lie about being virgins <laughs> it just feels like like women who are going to marry the king having to like right. tell their ex-boyfriends like you're never going to speak of this I've never <laughs> lost my virginity it feels similar to that um, anyway anyone who's that passionate about a charity especially cystic fibrosis is rough and I grew up with a friend who had it and mm-hmm. the fact that he's doing what he's doing is very very no, I agree. I was inspired by like his cousin his, his cousin his has cousin. Cousin. yeah no cystic fibrosis is a really vicious disease yeah. It's really, really heartbreaking, and I totally commend the work that he's doing. It's great. Um, Um, So then we get to night one. Becca just looks radiant. She looks beautiful. That low back, beaded white gown. It looks heavy. It looked. It is definitely was heavy. I was very concerned because in the footage of her, like trying it on and stuff there was a safety pin in it clearly they were in the middle of doing a fitting or alterations and I was like oh my god is she gonna go out with a safety pin on her dress <laughs> what, that would be a crazy thing if they were like this season isn't interesting enough let's throw in a whole subplot where Becca has a safety pin stuck in her dress well no it really worried me but then I was I was very relieved um, and she seemed to carry it like it wasn't heavy but I can tell you from personal experience yeah. that dress was heavy <laughs> she's very it, it's all those aerial yoga yeah she's strong enough she's for it strong all over Colton comes out first, uh, which means he is expected to do well. Do well, yeah. He brought confetti guns for them to start things off with a bang, cute. which I liked. I thought but that was I cute. Thought immediately for the people who had to sweep them away before the next person. Oh yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it was all gone, all, all over about, the yeah. driveway, which has been 
sprayed down, spray down. so oh, it's gonna yeah. soak yeah. in there it's maybe gonna discolor the <laughs> yeah. driveway yeah the, it took me out of it a little bit uh then we got grant the electrician he's an electrician that makes me so that's really cool he has a he's skill an electrician. yeah are you kidding mm-hmm. i mean it's maybe it's because it's a skill i covet and i wish i understood the way current works <laughs> <laughs> but i thought that and he seemed very sweet we didn't really get a lot of with him no no uh um, then Clay, who makes you all know, the, the catching, catching and passes jokes. Jean Blanc teaches her how to say, let's do the damn thing in French. Also, like, as he's walking in, and they're, like, kind of, like, ending the hug and pulling away. He gave her, like, a real strong up and down look. Oh, he did? Like, t- I was like, whoa. I was Open typing. Ogling. I didn't understand what that said. I'm rethinking my ability to speak French, so I missed that. <laughs> oh, you didn't understand. Me, I started spiraling. No, um, I'm I'm going to France for the first time in like two weeks, and I was like, my college French is like totally. Yeah, I had I had no idea what he was talking. Yeah, about. I think it had a. It was Haitian, so I think it was a little. Yeah, it had an accent to it that also, I thought sounded unless better. It's like. Je suis American. <laughs> I just don't actually remember it. Yeah. So um, what you're saying is you don't speak French. I don't I think, speak I French that's what at we're all. getting to. Um, the problem is language class was like first thing in the morning and it was every day. I'm like, I just slept in a lot. It's like, and now it's really I, there I understand. I took a lot of years of Spanish and it's just it didn't stick. Yeah. But well, it's not too late for me to learn it. Thanks to the Bachelor, week. we can all brush up. On <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. What I what I watch the Bachelor and Bachelorette for are really is, my yeah, language education. skills. Yeah, yeah, uh, grammar specifically. Connor comes out uh, and recreates one of our few fitness coaches. Yeah, very yeah. rare yeah. season. Very of a lot of bankers on this. Season. We have a lot of athletes who are in need of a fitness coach, <laughs> yeah. and we only have one. There's usually just a plethora of fitness coaches. I remember a few like entrepreneurs from the bios oh, who yes. are into fitness who okay. are definitely starting gym. I think there are a lot of fitness enthusiasts. Yeah. They're Peters. <laughs> they don't let them on if they're not a fitness enthusiast. I still miss Peter. I just need to say that. I'm still thinking about him. <laughs> He'll be coming He's back. there somewhere. somewhere. Um, <sighs> and Peter. Joe, uh, we talked about Joe's entrance. Um, John. We have to talk about John, who casually drops halfway through the episode that he created the app for Venmo. Josh. John. 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 Oh, I have him written down as Josh for some reason. We can call him Josh. Very casually said he built the app for Venmo. Immediately when I saw him, I was like, he lives in SF. He's a software engineer. I know. I feel like I know this person. And he was so sweet and so such an introvert, which is such an interesting energy to have on the show. I I really feel like he wouldn't need to go on this show. But I think it's I think it's a really interesting choice. And I think it's a really sort of tech culture choice to make because he's like, I'm going to leave my comfort zone and and see what happens, which is the instinct of of that whole Silicon Valley. I'm into it. I did a little bit of digging. Once someone had had tweeted at us that he had worked at Venmo and then he said it, I found a, a post that he wrote on Medium when he reached his three-year anniversary at Venmo, which was in 2014. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was, like, the fifth employee, the fifth full-time employee at Venmo, wow. which means he probably made a lot of money on Venmo. <laughs> well, good for him. So I understand now why Chris Harrison was like, he might be the most successful person we've ever had on the show. Yeah, I'd say that's probably yeah. true. But yeah. I also think I think it's cool to have a software engineer who's been that successful making something that we've all heard of because I feel like 
I don't know, maybe people, this show has such a young female audience. I, we need more young female software engineers. Yeah, you yes. could be John. Get you don't have to there. marry John. You could be John. Yeah. Um, and then Leo comes out. Leo is fascinating. I love Leo. <laughs> I was not so on board with Leo. And then by the end, I was fully he's on board the with Leo. the most serious person I have ever seen in my life. He's one of the oldest, which means he's 31. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's ancient. Yeah. He's the oracle of the season. Um, and he just was quietly shading all of the Everyone. men throughout the entire episode. And that's why I loved him. I don't yeah. know that he laughs. He may never laugh, which he just has a look of quiet bemusement instead of and laughter. He's a stuntman, right? Yeah, stunt coordinator, a stuntman, yeah. stuntman. Uh, which it's impressive. Again, really interesting. I'm very. I want to hear him. I would really like to hear him speak more about what he does. I also need to know who he stands in for as a stuntman because one of the things is that you have to obviously look like the person you're doing stunts for. And so putting all that hair under a wig cap and under a wig is very complicated. Or does he work primarily for one actor who has that hair? Mm. There's a lot of questions I have. Maybe he does like mostly Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Well, immediately I was like, yeah, he must do sort of period movies where people have that hair. Anyway, that was my main question. Uh, Jason Momoa says Nick. Really? Oh, he could be. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. I'm looking at what he's. Are you on his IMDb? Yeah, we, we only have half an okay. hour left, so we can't do a deep dive on that right <laughs> well, now. Well, we'll get back to you. Um, it's, you know, 21 credits. Basically, he starts with his hair in a bun, and then he's like, "Let's let our hair down." He pulls his hair down, and then he tells her he uses leave-in conditioner. On yeah, I it. can't wait for his diva curl campaign. <laughs> <laughs> he does have beautiful, beautiful hair. It was. Very shiny. Becca was like, wow, that's healthier than my hair. And I was like, yeah, boys yeah. don't style their hair usually when they have luxurious long hair. So yeah. there's no heat. You know? As long as you condition it. That's the, the main problem that men with long hair usually have is they don't know about conditioning. It's frizzy. Both yeah. the, both of the long hair on men with long hair on this show seem to take really good Very care of their hair. Mike, yeah. yeah. Mike yeah. was the other one who had the In man the bun. the most tight spiral. And I envy that man bun. We have hair that's yeah. basically the same length right now. And I <laughs> can't seem to get my hair to go all in one place. No, Mike had some nice, some nice hair. Yeah, beautiful. And he also um, is the one who brought the cutout. Weird choice. Oh, we'll get yeah. Sorry, I jumped yeah. the gun. Uh, Jordan is next uh, in his light gray suit and the tap beat of a, the yes. heartbeat of a we, gentleman we, tapping from his about, shoes. We talked about Jordan. Next Sorry. is Ricky, who is also wearing gray. So that whole plan to stand out <laughs> by wearing gray, it turns out, was not totally thought through, especially because gray is one of the most standard suit colors. Then we get to the men who think that the good move is to bring up Ari in some capacity. Yes. We start off with Nick, who is a lawyer, but he dresses in race car driver garb. Um, And he's like, what kind of idiot would wear this? So he takes it off. I think he looks so much like Joel Kinnaman that I was distracted the entire time. Do you see that? Maybe not. Maybe I'm the only one. Budget. Um, he's very like he's very blonde. Like you yeah, can't I feel see like his eyelashes. We don't blonde. Need both him and Jordan. Just vi- they're One like a du- it's a double beat. Jordan yeah. would be so offended that you even compared them because Nick isn't professionally blonde and, and male. Nick doesn't wear socks with his yes, yeah. dress shoes. So um, I was hoping we'd see one of Nick's signature. Uh, 
sweatsuits, but maybe later in the right. season. Oh, he's the one Apparently who has he loves sweatsuits. signature sweatsuits. Which is I mean, that just makes upsetting. him human in yeah. my eyes. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> but in what's his a signature sweatsuit? His... I don't know. I consider mine to be signature, but it's signature to my dog them. and my yeah. husband. <laughs> um, and then uh, Mike comes out. Yeah. Uh, the cardboard cutout. Mike is funny to me because so he went to Notre Dame, which is where I grew up, and like is now a football analyst, which is like the most Notre Dame job to have but so that look of like the the young man with like really ginger hair is like so, brings me back to childhood it's like every guy at Notre Dame looks so Irish and oh, like yeah. I was like oh this is Nostalgia. like my youth um, but he's like didn't have the energy I was expecting from a football analyst no, he's not very shy seeming and like quiet Understated. he brings out a cutout of Ari and is like he should have to see you as happy as you are tonight. I was hoping he would rip up the cutout, but he. Me too. I was waiting for that. He carried it inside, and he set it up. And then the Ari was just creepily watching over. I know. I know. I, although I think that was probably an insert shot. I think it would have been like, even for this show, traumatically cruel to have him watching as she addressed all the guys. Just see <laughs> Ari peeking out of, over one of their shoulders. Uh, Garrett enters in a minivan saying he hopes to one day be a great dad and husband. Which, you know, that's nice. Love. Yeah. I love yeah. that it wasn't, I hope to one day have a great wife and mother of my children. You know, yeah. progress. No, I, I My thought, standards are really low. It didn't do it for me personally, but I thought it was sweet. She really liked it. It was like a different sort of car gimmick because often, you know, they roll yes. up in like some sleek convertible or... You know, a weird animal, and this was like, I have a practical car, and yeah. I want to settle down, and clearly those are things Becca wants, too. So, Especially in contrast, yeah. like, that is sort of a 50-50 gesture of yeah. saying, like, this will be... That's how you make the 50-50 point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't the wait to get to um, And this is, this is when Leo says, there's the old stench of competition in the air, and it's going to get stinkier as the night goes on. <laughs> just keep pulling gem. out the one-liners, I mean, which when, you, which when anyone else says it is like, yeah, okay, what a th- weird thing to say, but fine. <laughs> but when he said it, I was like chilled to my bones. <laughs> he is an extremely deadpan He's way of so speaking. Serious. It's so intense. <gasps> Telling you. Okay. Meanwhile, like, I think we missed this entrance, or just I did. Alex brought Alex. a glass jar to hold I his I completely roses. glazed yes. over this. That yeah. is the he most obnoxious He was wearing an American flag move. pin, so I was like, are you a politician? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> are you asking for my vote? <laughs> I'm triggered by American flag. <laughs> I know. It's like, it seems like he's like, you can't see an American flag on my, like, Twitter handle, so I had to physically wear one. I had to put it on one. my I'm like, that is not a good sign to me. Yeah. Um, also... I brought something to hold all the roses you're going to give me. Not a great look. Also, in my, you can pack that. Just a little bubble wrap. You're fine. Yeah. He just wants to make sure she knows that he's expecting to get a jar full of roses. But again, this night continued the long tradition of people not understanding the basic premise of the show, wherein they remark about 10 guys in about that there are more guys there than they thought there were going to be. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay. And then the other thing they always say is like, people are going to go home. And it's like, yep, that's yep, how this show works. Accurate. Also, only one rose is available to only one person on the first night. And then there's another rose, but they're long. <laughs> stemmed roses and they're not going to make that vase work unless Actually, you last for the man it's a lapel, a rose. lapel rose yeah. yeah um okay we Blake, have to power Blake through these comes out on a ram ox ox oxen because before uh, well he already had come out on a horse on after the final yes, rose so you yeah. have to find a different animal 
Uh, she, she, she like really dwells on how it's strange that he keeps finding all these animals, and I just wanted to be like, Becca, you gotta know that the producers, producers help him. That ox um, was scaring me because he just abandoned it, and I was like, they're notoriously, um, like moody. Like, what if right. that ox just decides to? <laughs> Anyway, I'm really think into it was like a sedated. The, the ox, ox was like was not thrilled. To it's be. not used to being ridden. I don't think. No, um, maybe pulling a, a plow. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln brings her cake. Chase comes out and does an extended thing uh, about the thrill of the chase. Oh, Chase! Oh, boy. Yeah, things don't go much better. Chase for him has from a not there. great vibe for me from the beginning. Me too. Well, I'm, clearly for Becca as well. Yes, yeah, I'm very relieved. Um, oh, we meet. Former Globetrotter, Kristan, who is now a professional dunker. He's very handsome. Very handsome. Very talented. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He has great earrings. Uh, Wills comes out and says he's a closet nerd. Is he the one who had the Patronum Patronum tattoo? Yeah. Patronum? Patronus. Oh, Patronus. I think Patronus. I think it was Patronus. Patronus. The things are called Patronuses, but I didn't know. Yeah. Patroni. Well, I think it's also the the Latin phrase. Right. The Latin phrase is a little different from the spell. Yes. The spell is expecto Patronum, but it is a Patronus. And then, yes. Okay. We don't need to go too deep into Harry Potter nerd. So Jason (laughs) comes out and teaches her his friend's handshake, which apparently ends with a hand kiss. I would love to see them (laughs) doing that at the bar. I'm really into that idea. Yeah. Uh, Camille, uh, Mr. 6040. Social media participant. Camille is a model, and he is the only model who I actually thought was attractive. What? He was very attractive. No. Really? I thought he was attractive. Blind to it. Blind I see to it. it. I did not. I was not into him. He wasn't my like my number one guy of the evening. But I I looked at him and I was like, I see a model. Yeah, I was like, I you're, see it. You're pretty. I don't know. But then he pulls this. Come Ugh. down to meet me because it's important for us to meet halfway or maybe sixty forty. And then he steps away so that she'll have to come further again. Ugh, I'm so I hated. This. I'm so glad she sent him home. I was like, oh no, he's going to do that thing where he flips this dynamic, the power dynamic he's like and negging you her. Think you, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very the game circa 2010. I was not into it. She is in no headspace to fall prey to to negging. No, I'm just glad she was life. like I don't need it. You're gone. Yeah. Be gone. Um Jake oh, comes out. She's Jake. like you look really familiar. Oh boy. He's like, I wasn't sure if you'd remember me. And she was like, we've met like a bunch of times. <laughs> no, just at the one Christmas party. That's my only conscious recollection yeah. of meeting you. I feel like Jake was maybe drinking a lot. In so his my question life. about Jake is that did he is he sober? I need to rewatch and see if he's drinking alcohol, because what he said is I've had like a really life changing year. And what I was inferring from that is that he got sober. But I don't know I just, if he was I would need to talk to Jake because I yeah. need to know what this transformative year was. I also, I have personally been in Becca's position having re-met men yes. who I've met upwards of seven times. And then who they showed up to date no, you on a reality show. Not that they showed up to date <laughs> me, but like... I understand the frustration of yeah, we've yeah. met 10 times and you never registered. I think me. it's very smart of her to cut him loose early on. I always like feel so much sympathy for the people who come on like Liz on next season. Yeah. Who yeah. knew them before and then are treated with like extreme suspicion. And I'm always like, well, maybe they just like really liked you. Yeah, I just actually think chance. it was the wrong reasons type thing. I, I just thought she wasn't. 
She wasn't Something was setting off her alarm bells and I trust her judgment. She just was like, even when he tried to pedal back and say, I just want to, I have to say a few things before I go, blah, blah, blah. I had this transformative year. Even after that, the fact that she was like, goodbye. And he kept trying to not leave. And she kept being like, no, 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 you need to go. To me, I trust her. I trust that. I appreciate decisiveness. I did also feel bad for him. And he looked like he was going to cry at one point. (laughs) Well, a lot of yeah. them cry. Yeah. I also have to say full disclosure that one of our old coworkers um went to I think high school with Jake and he has a very positive endorsement from someone that I I also trust their judgment. Well, so, you know, who knows. I See think in paradise, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows. I I I tend to feel like uh it doesn't it doesn't matter because if Becca doesn't want to date him, then yeah. Right. I, I think that was the ultimate thing yeah. that I got is like She's met him. She's not into him. Yeah. So why? And I'm sympathetic to the whole, around. like, I've met you seven times. Yeah. And I don't remember because I have a terrible memory. I routinely, <laughs> like. So you're on the opposite end of the facial recognition spectrum. Oh, you I cannot are with my remember people's faces. And it's super embarrassing. Yeah. Like, it sucks. And But, like, then again, if I met someone I was really interested in, like, dating, I would expect to remember them. Yeah. If they if they made that kind of impression, so I can see why that would bother her. Okay, so uh, up drives a hearse, and out pops Trent, and he says, "When I heard you were the bachelorette, bachelorette, I literally died. I literally <laughs> died. I liked it. I loved this. <laughs> I I have to say, as Becca has this prominent uh, storyline on the show of having recently uh, suffered her father's death. Yeah, I thought okay. that referencing a funeral was an odd choice. I think I that's an weird. excellent point that I <laughs> that, fully that, did that not is consider. A, a solid point that I, I also was hung had up, not considered. I was hung up on the fact that he was dragging the use of literally, which has completely blanketed <laughs> our culture. I appreciated that. And he was speaking in like Twitter, social media parlance and <laughs> taking it to the most literal extreme level, which I appreciated. But I am totally mortified that I didn't think of. I also appreciated very... his energy. He really flew yes, out. Yes, he leapt out. I, I, I also, was into it. The name Trent, I just can only think about the character from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Everyone everyone talks about yeah, that Trent yeah. all yeah. the time. The, the, the Trentiest int- Trent. Yeah, an intense uh, association. Um. The chicken guy, well, Christian comes out. He doesn't make an impression this episode. No, um, bye bye. Yeah. Uh, David, David. Obsessed with David. Love him. Obs- <laughs> he's 25. He's psyched. He's open to new he ideas. committed to the chicken He is a venture though... capitalist. He has literally nothing to lose. He is Yeah, fine. he's a venture capitalist. His parents come from grocery money. Yeah. You know, big so, grocery. Yeah. <laughs> like, Listen, you've heard of big you, pharma. You don't just <laughs> become a venture capitalist at 25. No. You, your parents you are like, seed, you, need you need to money. do something. Here is a bunch of money. Try to do something the with bad, it. The biggest problem with being a VC openly on this show is that there are a lot of people with startups <laughs> living in a <laughs> house with you. Up. <laughs> you are, he's going to basically be sitting and he's going to have to designate a room in the mansion as his office. And <laughs> people are going to come in and give pitches like Shark Tank. And that's going to be his life. Well, all show. the people who mocked him for his chicken suit are going to be really regretting it when they realize he could be funding their fitness startup. Exactly. I mean, really, the joke is on them. So yeah. from um, our friend and also former co-worker apparently he is from South Jersey and Love. his dad owns the local shop rights including all of the ones featuring the kosher experience section so I think David is one of our rare Jewish contestants I, just which everything about him I have I'm a soft spot. he's I'm, from I'm he's into Jersey him. boy 
ShopRite, yeah. kosher. I, um, I'm on board. He's funny, too. He seems to me like someone that I would know in college, and I would always just be like, why are you having such a good time? Like, <laughs> something's amiss. I, why don't you have any problems? I am obsessed with him. I hope he stays on the show as um, long as possible. She seems to like him. And then Chris is our last contestant. He comes out in a velvet jacket with a gospel choir. That was a good move. Yeah. It was a good move, except I, I don't know what the protocol is. I've never hired a choir, but it felt like he should have said something to them before he went into the mansion, but he just dis- he just left them without dismissing them. <laughs> yeah. And I was picturing like cutting back to the driveway. The, they hadn't been told they were done. <laughs> They're just like standing around. around. Well, I was like, that's very rude and haughty to just like walk away yeah. without thanking My them. My accessories. And, yeah. Well, but then we do see Becca kind of, I think she that loves Becca them. Becca is left to host them. them. So yeah. she goes and stands with them after he goes in. I did not love the dynamics of his departure from the yeah. gospel choir. He's like, take these singers. They're for you. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Okay. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with a lot more on all of these many, many bros. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. There's dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops, and premium jeans. I mean, you name it, and Newly has it. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility are also included. Plus the option to buy what you love. I love Newly so much. I actually have bought several items that I found through Newly, and they are staples in my wardrobe. Most recently, I've been looking for the perfect pair of jeans, which is a constant quest because my body is always changing, and also jean styles are always changing. I was trying out this month the A. Goldie Pinchwaist jeans, which are sort of legendary for how flattering they are, and it was exciting to get to try them out without sending 200 of my dollars away. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code LTSI20. Just go to NUULY.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code LTSI20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's with code LTSI20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of 
every component of the planning process, it would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz, and good wine. I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. 
one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should. Learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Should we talk about Chase and Chris? Yes. Who have some some history. They are both from Orlando. And I Mm -hmm. guess when Chase was introduced on After the Final Rose, someone he dated for... It could have been two weeks. It could have been two years. Yeah, it could have been a month. Just don't know. The time keeps changing. Uh, texted Chris to say, like, this guy's a jerk. Something He's along those lines. He's on here yeah. for, to for the wrong his reason. business. I, she made that point specifically. Yeah, which, like, yeah. I don't know if that's the smartest business decision. I mean, it's like, that's like 90% of the guys who go on the show is to market their business. So if it's not a great business decision, it is nonetheless one that a lot true. of them are making. I, I don't think it's that crazy, though, that I don't know. Well, so here's my thing. Chris knows this woman. He seemed to think she had basis for for thinking that. Is it really possible that Chase dated her for two weeks, two, two years, years ago? ago? Yeah. And Chris had no idea the well, timeline even, of their even relationship. Even he changed it to a month. They yeah. So I don't think they were dating for two weeks. Completely different pictures of two different women. It was fascinating. <laughs> yeah. It was like one woman from the vantage point of two different people. And one of them basically, I mean, he used that women are women. They're going to do this. I hated oh, that when he's yeah. that Chase, the biggest. Yeah, I mean, I'm fail. glad Chase is gone because he's. Clearly. But so, that was bad. And his description of her made her seem like a silly, vindictive, petty girl. But then the other perspective of her was that she was looking out for Becca and was just letting her friend know that this is the character of a guy in the show. There could not be more different. You know, people. it's yeah. probably somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't think it's crazy. Probably most of these guys and most people have someone that could come out of the woodwork and be like, they ghosted me. They were a fucking asshole yeah. when we dated for a couple months. And I think they're a shitty person. Yeah. Like, I thought this all played out really oddly. So it's night <laughs> one. But we barely have gotten into it. Chris is like, 
guys, should I go confront Chase about this? And they're like, yeah, definitely of do course, that. Of course, dude. That would be great for you. Wait, who did he you? pull aside? Blake, Blake and Kristen. and Kristen. I loved that. A little quorum of, like, yeah. leaders. He was like, you're so tall. much taller than him. <laughs> it, was like, it was like caveman mentality. He was like, you two are very tall. Please come with me and give me direction. Also, why wouldn't they tell him? I love like, it. of course they're going to say you like, should do it. It has no bearing them. on them. No, I actually thought it was the right thing to do because it de- completely defeated. Everyone kept trying to say drama, 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 but you can't speak drama into a situation that isn't actually that wasn't that dramatic it really wasn't very dramatic it's because it's so early in this like she doesn't know chase she doesn't know chris suddenly chase is coming to her and being like i'm hearing that my ex who no she's not even my ex she's a girl that like a crazy girl that i dated (laughs) for like two weeks like years ago i'm hearing that she told a guy here and she's like i don't know who any of you are true she's like i don't don't have enough information to make this choice i cannot gauge this also there weren't the specific claims weren't really laid out. So yes. they were just dancing around like, there's this text and he's not good. And she's just like, who the fuck are any of you? Yeah, and then he was yeah. like, let me I go. I, let me get my supporting witness <laughs> and his evidence. And yeah. then they rudely dismissed him when they were done with his evidence of the text. It's just all the I whole feel thing like Chase strange. handled it so bad. He was like, like, sure, handle it head on. But he was like smirking in this weird way and then making really dismissive comments about a woman he dated. If I'm Becca, and clearly this was her reaction, she's like, so this is how you talk about yeah, your exes? Yeah, no way. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Like, gross. Right. He All he had to say was, hey, Chris tells me that someone I used to date sent an unflattering text to him. Um, I want you to know that I'm here for you and I just want to get ahead of this in case it comes out. I hope it doesn't put a damper on our experience so that we can start fresh. Yeah. I think she would have that's reacted it. to that so much better. Except that's basically what he said in no, the beginning. he did not say that. Was that was his opening salvo. And she said, well, I can't make a decision without knowing what the text right. said. He, but he Bumbled con- around it in a very true inelegant way. He could way. have continued that line once the text came in. He could be like, okay, so here's Chris. Whatever. Chris, tell her what it said. Sure. Um, I don't I, it makes me really sad that like she would have these feelings about me, um, but I can't really do anything about that right now. All I can do is like say that I'm really committed to to getting to know you. And that's what, where my focus is. And I hope we can. And instead, right. he's like, I don't know why uh, she would even say women. that. Yeah, like, definitely. Did we do it? Uh, two, two weeks, weeks we a, month, a month, two years ago, one was, month ago. He handled it the grossest possible way. <laughs> but I think I do think it's a hard one to wriggle out. It of. is a really hard one. Um, I just want to note, by the way, some impressive, like, showmanship in this episode. Connor saber? sabered open a bottle of champagne. It, and then I did the very, very stupid thing of drinking. He could have cut his lip. He poured it. He's, yeah, but still, that's <laughs> dangerously close to a rough he edge. Was shot He's off. a man who lives on the edge. He carries a saber yeah. I liked him. I liked his attitude. Yeah, I, I liked him, too. I liked him, too. Uh, Kristan dunks over I her. I mean, my God. <laughs> I am so excited that he's here if I he's going to just keep doing that over people. He dunked over the chicken. He dunked over yeah, Becca. And then all the guys came out. They play started basketball. Like, playing I basketball. It was very sweet. I saw Becca hit, hit a jumper in yeah. her heels, an extremely heavy dress. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, Clay has uh, does this isn't actually an impressive stunt, but Clay has her model figures with him with really bright color modeling. I thought it was endearing because they were both so bad at it. Yeah, no, but I also thought like that is actually a good way to have a conversation with someone. Probably the best conversation they're going to have, unfortunately. But like, (laughs) you know, when you're both focused on an activity, but you're just like talking. Yeah, that's a great way to have. A chat, so you're not just holding each other's hands and staring into each other's eyes, which I always think would be the single. On this, if I were the Bachelorette and someone sat down next to me, first of all, very close to me, who I had just met and asked to hold my hands, I would be like, 
I need so much more personal space than this before I decide how close we should be right now. Yeah, if a guy also is, like, confessing to something bad he maybe did and yeah. is like, can I hold your hands, please? I know, I'd be like, like, no, you're she a stranger like, that hold. women hate. Basically, he held her fingertips. Oh, cool. um, we uh, learned that uh, Joe used to wholesale watermelons. I think we discussed Loved. that. N- David teaches her the chicken dance. Silly. Um, it's cute. And, yeah, I, are, were there any other really standout moments before um, the first oh, impression rose? Garrett teaching her how to her fly to fish. fish. Oh, which right. then later she says, I fish with, I used to fish with my dad all yeah, the time. So, so she probably like, didn't need to learn. But Garrett is totally the guy that had a photo of him holding a giant bloody fish on his Tinder profile. Uh, oh, mm. when we when I lived in Alabama filming Get Out, my assistant had she's gonna kill me. She had a bumble and she left it open while we were in Alabama, and she has a photo album in her phone of men with bumble. fish photos. No, they oh. are bigger animals and they're mammals and they're all dead. Tigers? And they're the guys are not tigers. <laughs> Deer in and, Alabama, and, oh my they're God. out there hunting. Oh, tigers. sorry, I was but thinking like, of the tiger. Photos. So many dead animals and camo, and it's a whole a album thing. on her phone. It's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. Well, then so you know I, a man can Garrett. provide for you. I was like, it, if it appealed to, if we were in the apocalypse, those would go to the top of your priority list because you right. would know. But we're not in an apocalypse. We're in a world of grocery stores, thanks to the magnates on this show. So <laughs> you don't need that necessarily. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Garrett. She ends up grabbing Garrett for the first impression, Rose, which I thought it was going to be Blake or Garrett. Right. I, she I, was I leaned very Blake. into Blake. I'm oh, so into also, Blake. I'm right, we have to talk Blake. about Blake. They bonded over the fact that they've both had heartbreak recently. And he said, if I can love the wrong person this much, imagine how much I can love the right person, which was, when he delivered it was so earnest and sweet, but is a line embroidered on a pillow somewhere. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but she was just so into it. She immediately... Goes, they oh are, my God, I have said this exact same thing. He's my obvious pick, although in all of the pre I didn't see a ton of him in the previews, which maybe is a yeah. deliberate. Well, we'll see what happens. I saw him in the promos. Yeah. Maybe it yeah. Okay, so Garrett gets the yes. first impression. Um, she's like a smitten from the moment he came out in the minivan. Um, he is thrilled. I uh so we should talk about Garrett. Yeah. Um Garrett has uh, it came out some some people found uh, on his Instagram that he has a history of liking really offensive memes. And I want to be really clear because a lot of the blowback Claire and I reported out a piece on this um, and a lot of the blowback we've been getting is people accusing us of having, you know, some sort of personal stake or vendetta against someone who has differing political views than we hold. Um and I just want to be very clear that him being a Republican or conservative is not the issue here and not why any of this was newsworthy. I'd say probably the majority of the people who go on The Bachelor, including some of the people that are have been our favorites, certainly hold different ben political Higgins. views, Sean Lowe, than we might personally. Uh, that does not stop us enjoying them on television, enjoying them in person, um, thinking they're probably good people. Um, this... His posts crossed a line from conservative ideology into mocking, making light of violence against undocumented immigrant children, um, mocking gender nonconforming and trans people. Yeah, who, calling Parkland students uh, crisis actors. Like, 
not the kind of thing that we associate with just like being a conservative, but with like really unsettling bigotry and um, not something that especially, you know, Becca is someone who went to the Women's March, who voted for Hillary Clinton. Like it's hard to see her being comfortable with that. But we don't know the ins and outs and, of what and of they And of course, there is, and we said this in our article very explicitly, there is nothing concerning or surprising about two people who come from different political backgrounds or ideologies finding happiness together. That is not controversial. What's controversial, again, is endorsing ideologies that promote violence and hatred against groups of people. To me, that is not a conservative or a liberal issue. That is a humanity issue. Well, and I think one of the the things that will happen for him on this show, if it hasn't started to happen already, is that he's been existing in one echo chamber where those posts clearly weren't the reposts weren't like alarming enough to send people flocking to him with, hey, this is really upsetting to me. I'm your aunt. Don't post something like this, whatever it was. Now his his world, his fishbowl is giant. And there are people who come from those lived experiences who are going to know who he is and know his face and have voices in his life. And I think that's really the path a lot of people are walking where they go from one small echo chamber and then when they enter another world where other opinions, people who are non-gender, gender non-conforming and trans and from all across the spectrum are now going to be voices that he will be exposed to. And the test of his humanity and his empathy will be whether or not learn? that adjusts yeah. what he endorses by way of reposting. Yeah. I mean, and it it is one of those things that these are posts that he was faving basically on Instagram. So, yeah. like, it's not very visible. It's Someone like did he a really was writing deep dive these articles. No. Right. No. Um, Which also suggests to me that he kind of knew that it wasn't something to post. I don't know. We don't know what went on in his mind, but he was was liking these in a way where you'd have to, like, see the post and to see his his name if he up. has an arc of an awakening that would be very exciting to me in yeah, it would be very interesting to see someone openly kind of grapple or instead of you know ignoring and just treating this as a pr thing yeah treat it as he is in hey i i've yeah i've being exposed to new ideas i'm having conversations yes. i recognize that xyz was you know, displayed ignorance. He's living in a house with immigrants and with people Mm. of color and with people all across the spectrum and people who have different ideas of masculinity and place different levels of importance. I mean, this is really like, I'm talking about it like I'm his therapist, but this is really (laughs) good for him because he will either seize this opportunity and broaden his point of view or he'll go back into his shell and hate everyone that's different from him on the show. And we will watch it happen every Monday night for the rest of our lives. It's going to be interesting to see if it does come up on the show at all because obviously it didn't come out in the media until after filming. Um, Okay, so we need to talk about the rose ceremony before we wrap up. Um, Becca hands roses out to Lincoln, Blake, Ricky, Jean Blanc, Criston, Clay. Um, at this point, I noticed that Clay's jacket collar and his shirt collar are like four inches apart. Oh, really? He needed a, another fitting on tuck. that jacket. Wills, Connor, John, Ryan, Alex, Nick, Trent, Trent. Colton. Jason? David. Just made me realize Jason. how few of these names and faces I have paired properly. No, Leo, none of them. Mike, yeah. and Chris. Cool. That meant none of those yes. mean anything to me. Uh, saying They're goodbye. just names. Yeah. We're just saying sounds. Going home are Chase, Camille, uh, Joe, the grocer, Darius. Um, grocer? Joe, we, the do grocer. we say grocer? 
Grosser. Grosser. I say grosser. Grosser. Gross. That just sounds like the more gross. Grosser. What more is gross. this? <laughs> it's the Midwest thing that we've. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's a correct this is why thing is I'm only is. allowed to come once a season because it's 11 hours long. No, Emma mocks me all the time. Uh, I'm Chris, sorry. Christian and Grant. And of course, Jake went home earlier. Yeah. Yes. Um, who are your faves? Do you know who wins? Has this been spoiled for you? I'm not going to comment on that. Oh God, guys, yeah, stop no. looking. I don't. No. Look. Oh no, no, we we don't we don't we look. don't look for anything. You don't look. We're it not out. Gonna, we're not going to comment because it's a spoiler. I don't want to comment because yeah. if people know whether or not we've been spoiled, then they read into it, read right? Into so it. we don't want to say either way what we know or don't know. Okay, yes. um, I am blissfully my ignorant. my that favorites. I'm into Blake. So into Blake. I'm into David. Me too. Very, and very then uh, Jean Blanc. Yes, really like Jean Blanc. Yeah. Is there who? Um, I feel like there's. Oh, Wells is, is definitely the one I would date if I were on the show with the. Um, His eyes are gorgeous. And he has a, yes. He, he has a Latin tattoo. I don't know. I'm curious. I want to know more. He's a graphic designer. Feels Wake like that he's language in my back pool. up. <laughs> I'm interested Latin to see. Undead. I, I want to see more of John Venmo guy. Yes, yeah, I, I want to know more about him. It looks like we're going to see a good amount of, of Colton. 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 I saw Colton, Blake, Garrett all in the promos. I saw promos. a good amount uh, of, of Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, it seems like Lincoln Jordan. is going to be Jordan, yeah. at the center of a fair amount of drama. I think Jordan, Jordan it looks like is going to be on a two on one. I think, I think Jordan's going to be the, or, the yes, earlier I, flame out, and then Lincoln the like longer term. It seems like yeah. Jordan and David. Butt heads, which seems that's perfect. Great. I'm on board. It's so I'm exciting. Excited. David, who is full of enthusiasm just for life, and Jordan, who cannot get over the indignity of a guy in a chicken costume who isn't a male model getting chosen. I think some of the men were after, so offended yeah. that she would enjoy the, the guy chicken. who came in a chicken suit. It was like a real point of well because they can't understand what is appealing about that, and yeah. exactly the fact that he put in so much less grooming and hours getting ready is for Becca maybe what was well, appealing. There were some of the the male models, especially who I love that were, that's a category. <laughs> there were several who were like, I can't believe I like I'm definitely one of the more good looking guys here, so I'm confused as to how I could like she's not looking at you rating your but looks they're used and then to going on look season auditions. That's how they look at the world. They're yeah. looking around a waiting room thinking, I think I'm the most attractive guy here. I'm sure I'll get the gig. And now they're nope. like. Wait, there's a guy Welcome named Leo who's jungle. a stuntman. <laughs> Leo's the Welcome best. to the mansion. Um, okay. Also, Leo, during the rose ceremony, described them as a sea of highway patrol officers. <laughs> yes, which I thought was, was so, so funny. funny. It was so good. Then when they cut back, I was like, oh, my God, everyone here looks like they could come up to my window and saying, ma'am, do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> Like, this is it's the yeah, best Leo is great. And it was a real learning experience for me watching with my roommate who very rarely watches the show. And she was just like dying over both Leo and Jordan. And I was like, okay, this is how they get you when you're not invested. These yeah. like good one-liners. Yeah. So. Jordan in the credits, I've never <laughs> seen he says his heart, his he has a lot of love to give, and it sits in a little pot on top of the <laughs> oven. It might be time to make tea. And his heart gets warm, and the next thing you know, the pot's screaming. But he was also, he's so L.A. He's talking about energy, and, like, it was but very he's from funny. from Florida. I know, but he has a, absorbed the model, uh, like, aesthetic and ethos yeah. and lifestyle. Okay, we have to wrap this up. It's been a delight, as always. There's, you know, I just, I'm 
really excited for this season, guys. I am too. too. I I was a little worried. I'm worried every time because I love the show so much (laughs) that I just, my expectations are sky high. But based on the promo for the rest of this season, like, oh my God, this is going to be someone's really, I think there's an actual hospital thing, not like a a pretend, like someone pretends to punch someone. We saw someone getting stretched out and it looked like there was blood on his face. It looked very, that looked very real. It was very ominous. So, you know, a lot of drama to come. Maybe someone dies. A lot of good (laughs) one-liners. Oh my God. Wow. On that note, maybe (laughs) a death. What a great season. You gave me shit earlier for thinking the hearse thing was cool. And now Claire is, we are even. Casually joking (laughs) about... You're a man even. dying. You've been watching too much it's Unreal. It's not fair because yeah. you're going to cut that and leave my thing in. No, we, know, okay. we don't cut anything. All the People time. are always I angry will at know us. in my heart that <laughs> yeah. this happened. Okay. Ladies, thank you for having oh, I hate it's, that I called you ladies. Mm. Women. Hey, ladies. Hey, Strong ladies. women. <laughs> thank you for having me back. Please uh, come back anytime. Please come back you so always. Much. We missed you. Let's do the dance. <laughs> I hate never say it. I hate you both. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. So now it's time for Feminism Fails, which, shockingly, there were not a whole lot of. Yeah, uh, I was mostly impressed uh, with the ability of the guys to not make total asses of themselves. Good job, man. Good (laughs) job. At least on camera uh, for one night. Um, But let's start with with Chase, our one on-camera Feminism Fail, who, uh, when confronted with a text that his ex sent um, criticizing him, sort of implies that she's crazy and says, you know, women, women. to explain you know, why she would do just that. like, women. I just, that that's not, um, it's indicative of an attitude towards women that's very dismissive and uh, stereotypes them as unstable and vindictive. And so I'm giving that a four and Chase can go find a nice hole for himself somewhere else. <laughs> and then, of course, as we've talked about uh Garrett's social media history, including some pretty shady apparent endorsement of, um, you know, making fun of women for being larger. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to give his entire social media history a five and uh, hope that he has taken something away from this conversation and attention. Yes. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks, of course, to our wonderful guest, Allison Williams, and our fearless producer, Nick Offenberg. The new season just began, so it's a perfect time to find Here to Make Friends on Apple Podcasts to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review. We love to see those. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so please like us there. You can find us both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose, or you can always send us an email at here to make friends at HuffPost.com. I swear we do our best to respond to each and every one of you in a timely fashion. Yes. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for the first episode of Dates. And just a heads up to prepare everyone, Claire and I are both shocker of shockers taking vacations. 
<laughs> this summer. So <laughs> we will be gone on essentially alternating Tuesdays for the next four weeks. But we have some, you know, great guests coming on to, you know, fill in and and we'll we'll muddle through together. We'll try to make it feel as if nothing has changed. But of course, you'll notice when we're gone and <laughs> we get that. Um, but I'll be back next week with a guest and then Emma will be here for two weeks without me. And you then Claire the will be back without me. So, you know, sad for us, but it'll be fine. Yes. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta.